0: Das hier ist mein Sektor. Das hier ist das wichtigste Gerät des Küstenwächters. Das Gerät und das Gerät. Überlebensrada. Mayday,
1: Mayday. Hello, can you hear us?
0: Can you hear us? Can you? Cut ah. Over. We are sinking. We
1: are sinking. Hello? This is the German Coast Guard. What are you thinking about?
2: Week number four. All right, we are excited you are here with us. Come on, let's get it over with week number four. We know the drill. If you have not already, go ahead and take out your drig. Let's all pop the tops together. Here we go. One, two, three. Okay, well, there we go. Those of you who do not have a pop-to-top right now, or a top-to-pop, you probably were chugging during worship, and so we see you out there already. Hey, I'm excited about this morning, week number four of At The Movies. Before we get started, though, we have a couple of housekeeping things we have to stay on the same page together. So let's just go ahead and address it. Yes, last night was painful. Yes, I am still sad. Yes, I am still in a bad mood, everybody. So don't talk to me. Don't. uh, No, I told you guys, week one, we were ecstatic. We had a great time. Week number four. I don't know. It's just something. I like you people a little less when LSU loses. And so I'll I'll get over it this week. All right, I will. It just come on. We just I could have gotten 100 yards and a touchdown running the ball. Come on, somebody. It was just. I don't know what happened to us. I just don't know. I can't talk about it right now. All right, so get us on the same page together. A little bit lighthearted, more stuff for us. One is today is the end of At The Movies, and so we are sad about that, but... It is an opportunity to decorate the church for Christmas, so we are excited about that. Hot chocolate next Sunday. Come on, somebody. I look forward to that every year. So a couple of things that happen, though, at, at the movies at the end. You may have noticed our foyer is stuffed with incredible props and things out there. That does not disappear by magic, everybody, all right? That does not just we snap our fingers and it's suddenly a Christmas tree. Uh, that takes a lot of hard work and a lot of great people who come and volunteer and do it. So I want to give you guys a couple of opportunities if you are available uh, this week. The first one is right after service today. Right after we close the service today, uh, if you could, we're going to have teams out in the foyer. Ready for you to assign you to a spot and we're going to take down everything that's out there Uh, It usually takes us about an hour hour and a half to get everything taken down and stored I know it's amazing, right? It takes takes a lot less time to tear it down than it does to build But we're going to take it all down after church today So if you are able to stay with us before you go uh, to Piccadilly or whatever it is you're headed to Just stay with us after in the foyer. We'll direct you show you everything. There's a lot of different jobs You don't have to carry if you maybe can't lift Uh, You just want to help fold some things or help us just kind of organize Uh, It would be a great help help if you could stay a little bit after today. Uh, And then the second one, if you can't stay, another one we're doing this week is Tuesday, we'll start decorating for Christmas. Um, Pepper and Bobby and the ladies that do an incredible job uh, decorating for Christmas, they're coming out on Tuesday afternoon. And so if you can, come join us Tuesday at noon. Uh, We'll be taking some stuff down, spreading some things around, uh, putting up the big Christmas tree if you want to see the magic. It's really magical. Come on. (laughs) It's great. So come and see with us on Tuesday at 12 o'clock. Join us in the foyer. room right here I would love to have you with us for that it'd be a great help if you could Uh, and then next Sunday come and take pictures gonna be great it's gonna look like Christmas around here if some of you come if you don't Christmas is postponed all right everybody it's just gonna be postponed. and then the final one to kind of get us on the thing same track this is something I don't normally do uh, but we have a birthday announcement everybody and that is Miss Teresa Yates is turning (laughs) is turning 97 tomorrow come on somebody 97 years young. And you're probably saying, Pastor, you hurt my feelings. Why don't you talk about my birthday? When you turn 97... I will announce your birthday. All right, everybody, that is incredible. It's such a blessing to us. And so we wanted to make that announcement to all of you. I'm excited you're here with us, though, for at the movies week number four. Uh, If you are a guest and you just kind of came in here for the first Sunday, you probably think we've lost our minds. And so just want to welcome you. If you've been with us all month, though, you know how much fun we've been having. Uh, It's been incredible, incredible month. I look forward to it every year. I enjoy it so much. Uh, And so I'm excited about this morning. All is going to happen. But before we get to our movie, we do what we do every Every week and every year and that is my favorite part, the movie trivia. Come on somebody. So if you know the movie from the first image, shout out the name of it and then I'll give you some useless facts that you can know about this movie. So throw that first one up there. Anybody know the movie? Wizard of Oz. There we go. One day I will show this and nobody will know it and I will be very sad. All right. But right now, Wizard of Oz. And so something you may not know about this movie, it was actually released. We know that second picture. It was released when Technicolor was just being invented. And so the movie makers wanted to have some black and white scenes at the beginning, some sepia brown tones. And then they wanted to go into full color when Dorothy got to Oz. But they wanted to do this shot all in one shot. So they didn't have special effects, they didn't have editing on the computer, they didn't have all of those things. And so to do that, to go from these sepia brown tones into full color, they actually painted the inside of the house completely brown and yellow, including the actress that was standing in for Judy Garland. So they painted her hair and her clothes, everything you're seeing there, they painted her all brown and yellow in sepia tones. And then they filmed it, and right before they go out the door, she steps back, Judy Garland steps into the frame... And then you see Oz in full color. Come on, somebody. So now you can win a game show one day. I have given you the greatest trivia of all time. One more thing from this movie. Iconic image. Uh, Number three, the tornado. Anybody know what the tornado actually is in this scene? It is a 35-foot-long woven sock. Come on, somebody. 35-foot-long woven. They blew air and debris and... Uh, canned air into it so it would move across the stage and there you have it the tornado there you go everybody i am i am just you know blowing your minds today all right next one next one shot the movie if you know it lion king come on someone where is all right people let me down a little bit today lion king this is zazu the bird i thought i'd throw you for a loop a little bit anybody know who voiced zazu for the lion king mr bean come on throw that up there mr bean was the voice. Now you would be forgiven if you didn't know what Mr. Bean's voice sounds like. Come on. You would just be, well, that's the good one. I can tell you guys are fans of this. You guys are really in this with me. I know LSU lost, but you guys are not giving me anything today. You're not giving. All right. Next one. Throw that out there. It's a duel. You could throw out. Actually go back, go back. That's not the one, but we're missing it. It was actually Ratatouille and Nemo. I'll just give it away in case we don't have it back there. Uh, I'll give you the movie facts. You can picture it in your mind. After those movies came out, after Nemo came out, clownfish purchases at pet shops shot through the roof by 75%. Come on, somebody. And after Ratatouille, pet rats by 50% went up on sets. Come on. And none of them could cook. It was amazing. None of them could. It was just... People just tried to figure. There you go. All right, throw that out. This one. This is the last one for you. All right, come on. Which one is it? Star Trek. Both, Jennifer. You can see both. Both things here. Here's your fun fact. When you heard a door open or close on the USS Enterprise, the sound you were actually hearing was a train toilet flushing. Come on, somebody. A train. That was the sound. I was going to get the sound effect for you, but I forgot this morning. All right. So there you go. You can imagine a train toilet flushing every time the doors. were. There you go. You know, the more years we do this, the harder it is to find trivia. I don't know what it is. It's just. But today is week number four of At The Movies. And to introduce our movie, I want to start it by asking you a question. All right. This is a participation. You can raise your hand. How many of you went traveling for Thanksgiving? Anybody traveled? You kind of went. Anybody fly for Thanksgiving? Anybody like you had that? unique displeasure of flying of dragging your kids and your suitcase through TSA and through checks and terminals and all those different things you had that unique if you've ever been through a terminal much less an international terminal if you've ever been through customs you will identify with this movie today because today our main character has just flown into New York City and he's finding it harder to leave the terminal than he first expected <laughs> the purpose of
1: your visit what is the purpose of your visit business or pleasure
0: stand by he's fishing see this bunch of mickey mouse sweatshirts down here that's a tour from china connecting to orlando
3: when was the last time you saw a group of tourists on their way to disney world not a single one of them had
0: a camera Possible forwards to documents on 10 and 11. Sir? Sir? Passport? Here. Thank you. Welcome, Mr. Navarsky. Purpose of your visit? Well, it's, about, right. it's business or pleasure? English
1: me no
0: Sir, I have an IBIS hit on six. No! Mr. Novorsky. Please follow me. Alright, Mr. Navorsky. We would like for you to wait right here, please.
1: please.
2: Our movie today is called The Terminal. And I don't know if you've ever been through customs and had them look at you in a strange way or had you, you feel like things are not going normal, like something is about to happen, something bad. We've had that with a couple of teams from the church uh, where we've had these things go completely sideways right when you hit that counter. And so today, Victor Noworski, he's flown in from the fictional country of Krakowia, and unknown to him, a coup has occurred in his country before he landed. And so his passport has become uh, irretrievable. He finds himself stuck. unless you check out because the movie seems too surreal that someone would be stuck in an airport, this movie is actually based on a real story. A man named Mehran Nasseri lived in the Charles de Gaulle airport for 18 years while his citizenship was in limbo. He lived from 1988 until 2006 in Terminal 1 of Charles de Gaulle airport in Paris. And while his citizenship was in the courts and fought over, this man in Terminal 1 set up shop, spent his time reading and writing, talking with other travelers, eating McDonald's. Come on, somebody. For 18 years, he lived in the terminal in Paris. And he actually returned to the terminal a little earlier this year in 2022. And he passed away two weeks ago near the spot where he had lived for so long. And so lest you check out because it seems too surreal, in our movie, Victor is only stuck there for about nine months, not 18 years. But he has found himself stuck. He can't return home. He can't leave the terminal. He's simply told to wait. Borsky. Borsky. Sorry, Dorski. wait. I'm Frank Dorski.
3: I'm Frank Dixon. I'm the director of uh, customs and uh, border protection here at JFK, which means that I help people with their immigration problems. I have a bit of bad news. It seems that your country has suspended all traveling privileges on passports that have been issued by your government. And our State Department has revoked the visa that was going to allow you to enter the United States. That's it in a nutshell, basically, right? Anyway, it seems that while you were in the air, there was a military coup in your country.
0: Mr. Noworski, your country was annexed from the inside.
3: Uh, let me, let me, okay, look... Imagine that these potato chips are Krakosia. Okay? Uh, Krakosia. Krakosia. Yes. Krakosia. Okay. Krakosia. Okay. Uh, so the potato chips are Krakosia. Okay. Okay? Uh, and this apple big apple. Big apple. The big apple. Represents the Liberty Rebels. Okay? No more Krakosia.
0: Now, even if we could get you new papers, we couldn't process them until the United States recognizes your country's new diplomatic reclassification.
3: Yeah, see, you don't qualify for asylum, refugee status, temporary protective status, humanitarian parole, or non-immigration, work, travel, or diplomatic visas. You don't qualify for any of these things. You are at this time simply unacceptable.
0: unacceptable. 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 Okay. Now, Mr. Novorski, Mr. Novorsky, Mr. Novorski, this is the International Transit Lounge. You're free to wait here. Beyond those doors is American soil. Mr. Dixon wants to make it very clear to you that you are not to enter through those doors. You are not to leave this building. America is closed. America closed. America closed.
2: spent the night in an airport you commiserate with any of those scenes let me ask you this though have you ever been stuck waiting this movie honestly 85 percent of it is just waiting have you ever been in a season of life where you feel stuck where it feels like you're just going round and round in circles you're just in a holding pattern nothing seems to be going right or maybe life was happening things were going on things seemed to be moving stuff was happening things were going and you hit a wall that doesn't seem to move Like maybe you're single and you're seeing all your friends getting married or having kids. Or maybe you're looking for a job and it feels like there is a job for everybody in this world but you. Let me take it a step further. Have you ever felt stuck where you felt like you were waiting on God? And maybe you have a sickness in a family member and so you've been praying for a miracle. Or maybe you have a situation where you cannot see a way around it unless God intervenes. And so you pray and, you pray and you pray and you pray and you pray and you wait. In what feels like endless circles. The Bible has so many examples of people of God who are stuck waiting. Who find themselves stuck in this most annoying of things in the Christian journey. Maybe the most trying of things. On the journey. And that is the waiting. In fact, Hebrews says if we're going to be fully mature Christians. If we're going to actually live this Christian life following Jesus. If we're going to become mature. Then we need to imitate those who through faith and patience. Inherited what was promised. See, we like faith. I like faith. Come on. I can have some great faith. I can pray for some great things. I can believe God to do amazing things. Though unfortunately, the problem there is I can believe for it. I can have faith to do miracles as long as they're done while I am praying. Come on, somebody. Anybody feel that? Like if the mountain is uprooted and thrown into the sea while I am standing here, then find me another mountain because we're going to pray. We're going to have some awesome things happen. Unfortunately, though, God's timing is not always my timing. We're working on that. I don't know how that is going to come out, but it never never seems to be on my time scale, And so we wait. And there's a patience attached to faith. So when it doesn't happen like I hope, the danger then is when it's not moments, but it's months, when it's not days, it turns into decades, then we start to falter. And we're called to wait. And it says through faith and patience. And the faith we can have, but the patience oftentimes takes a lifetime to learn. And the danger that arises then is when we get frustrated, when we get fed up with a time stable, when we get fed up with waiting, we start to look for ways to make it happen on our own. We think, well, if God promised it, then maybe I could force his hand. If God promised it, then maybe I could force his timetable. And in our movie, Victor is stuck just a few feet away from American soil, and he's suddenly presented with a couple of options of getting there. Yes,
1: sir. Come on, everybody, yes, let's sir. go.
2: Come on, everybody, yes. let's go. South, Madrid, South time America, Madrid, South America, Madrid on I want out of here in a half
3: an hour. An hour. An hour. hour. An Come on. Mr. Sermon. There is a man walking around the terminal in a bathrobe. I know, sir. You put him there.
0: Why is he still here? You released him, sir. You put him there.
3: Why doesn't he walk out the doors? Why isn't he trying to escape?
0: Sir, you told him to wait. I didn't think he'd actually do it. You want to bring him back to the holding cell? No,
3: I'll show him the door. I'm about to tell you something. Something that you can never repeat to anyone. At 12 o'clock today, the guards at those doors are going to leave their posts. And the replacements are going to be five minutes late. Just today, just this once. No one is going to be watching those doors. And no one is going to be watching you. So, America, not closed? <laughs> no. America, for five minutes, is open. Have a nice life, Mr. Of course. Oh. Catch and release, Judge. It's very simple. Sometimes you land a small fish, you unhook him very carefully, and you place him back in the water, you set him free so that somebody else can have the pleasure of catching him. All right.
0: All right, here we go. Okay, call them up. Jensen, clear the doors. All right, Victor. Here we go.
3: So complicated exit victor come on In a couple minutes you're going to be somebody else's problem let we'll make sure that nobody's watching no that. i know i told him nobody would be watching he can come on all right here we go call the airport police port authorities on his way
1: excuse me <laughs>
3: Where is he? Where is he?
0: Yeah, left to the left. No,
3: he was just at the door. I just
0: right. he just go a little left. All right.
1: All right.
3: I'll wait. What are you looking at? What are, what are you doing? Go back to work. Thank you.
2: <coughs> he won't break the law. He won't lie. He realizes they're trying to trick him. They're trying to arrest him. So he says simply, I'll wait. But see, it's not in us to wait. I don't know if you've ever recognized that in your own life, but I know in my own, I am not an inherently patient person. And maybe I go to church with a bunch of saints. I don't know. Maybe you guys are, but I have driven with a whole lot of you. All right, Baton Rouge is not full of inherently patient people. It's just not in us to wait. It's not in us to be patient. It doesn't come naturally for ninety nine percent of us. In fact, this last week we drove probably fifteen, twenty hours during Thanksgiving week uh, up the, down the twelve, up the fifty nine, and the sixty five. And it was like the Lord knew I would teach on patience this morning. It was like this, like He sent every person in existence that could get because if you are going 75 miles this is my soapbox everybody if you are going 75 80 miles an hour and you refuse to get out of the left lane for the rest of us to pass it is wrong everybody all right say it with me the left lane is for passing come on people you just we're gonna get some things out my kids even know to shout at people who are doing it wrong come on i have taught them well They understand what is an abomination on these highways. I don't care if it's somebody's grandpa or grandma. They need to move out of the left lane and let the rest of us... Because my kids can feel when we decelerate from 90 to 60. And they can feel that we are losing time, precious minutes on our vacation. They understand. Now, yes, we could leave home earlier. But where is the thrill in that? Come on, somebody. It is just... Where was I? Patience. Patience is important in our lives. That's just, I just need us all to get on the same page. Victor refuses to break the law. He refuses to do what he's already should be allowed to do. He refuses to break the law to try to shortcut the process. And I'm reminded at this point in the movie of Abraham, where Abraham was promised something from God. He was promised a son, an inheritance, a blessing from God like nothing else. But a few years passed and no son. And some decades pass and no son. And so Abraham decides to take it into his own hands and make some things happen. And he has a son by Sarah's servant. And the pain and the hardship and the problems that it causes when Isaac, the promised son, finally does come along. When he tries to shortcut the process, patience. In the book of James, he writes about patience even in suffering. Because isn't it true? Seasons of waiting oftentimes are punctuated by seasons of suffering. And in James chapter five, he gives us three different examples. The first one, though, he says, see how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and the spring rains. And then he says, and so you too also be patient for the coming of the Lord is near. But see, the word wait there has a different definition than you might expect, because it's not this pie in the sky, hopeful waiting that the farmer has. No, the word they use there for the farmer waiting for the crops is an expectation of what will happen. See, the farmer's not sitting at home thinking, well, I sure hope somebody threw some seed out there and I sure hope that something will grow and I hope I can harvest it and sell it. I hope something happens out there. Maybe it's never happened before in the history of that. That's not what the farmer is doing. The farmer is not just sitting there thinking if, the farmer is waiting for when. And so in this moment when we're waiting patiently for the promises of God, it's not asking if they will come, it's when they will come. We're waiting with an expectation and I don't know what season that you're in of waiting. I don't know what kind of thing that you're going through that you don't know what might happen or will happen. But let me tell you this, the promise of God, it's an expectation of when. It's not an answer of with. The farmer knows that, that the harvest is coming. And James is speaking to early believers at this point who are walking through suffering, waiting for the return of the Lord. And he's saying, don't give up on the promises of God. Even in moments of suffering, even in seasons of waiting, in seasons of suffering, there's faith in. And patience. And so Victor decides if he's gonna be stuck in the airport, he's gonna make the best of whatever the situation can offer.
0: Who is
1: this? Who are you? There's no one. There's no one here for another two weeks. This isn't one of my guys.
0: Look at this
2: corn sink. This is
1: good work. Must be Harry's crew. Are you with Harry's crew?
0: Does Harry think he's running this job? I go, no. Go? Go where? Get 67. 67? We're 10 months away from 67. He's got to be Harry's.
2: If he's not mine, he's not yours.
0: Well, Harry's trying to make me look bad. Bobby, pull him off Harry's crew, put him on mine. You start 6.30 Monday morning. You you give me a chop? <laughs> 6.30, yes. Yes, Boss. Your CBP inspections in three days. The FBI Homeland Security will tour the airport at 9 a.m. Spend two hours observing these offices before your interview process begins. How much does Navorsky make? Sir?
3: How much does he make? How much are they paying him? I believe they're
0: paying him cash under the table, sir. I know that. How much? $19 an hour. Unbelievable. Do you know that's more than I make? That's New York City construction.
3: Do you know one of my own men came up to me the other day? Asked me if I wanted to join the big pool. Look at him, look at him, look at him. Place a bet on when Novorsky was going to leave this airport. Have you heard about this? I have
0: January 3rd.
2: (laughs) I got January 3rd. What did Victor realize? What does the Bible teach us is that even in seasons of waiting, even in seasons of suffering, there can be a purpose. Even in seasons that seem like there can't. Romans 5 says, as Christians, we have peace with God through Christ Jesus. We have grace that we can stand firm in. And then in verse three, it says, watch this, not only that, but we also glory. We also celebrate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance Perseverance produces character and then character produces hope. There's an equation there in that verse that a lot of us don't like. that A lot of us never come to grips with that a lot of us would probably wish we could just skip over. Because we like hope. We like having the hope, but we don't like the way that we get there. And so we have the firm foundation, peace with God through Christ Jesus. We have the firm foundation of his grace But then we have this idea that we can rejoice in our sufferings because our suffering produces perseverance, our perseverance character and our character hopeless. I don't know what you're walking through. And I don't know if it feels hopeless. I don't know if you haven't had hope for a long time. I don't know if maybe it's something that has gone round and round or it's a season that you've been stuck in for a long, long time and you've given up on having any kind of hope. But I would just encourage you today that the Bible says that that thing that the enemy meant to take you out with, that thing that you feel like is a season of waiting, that thing that feels like a season of suffering or pain is actually producing perseverance. And that perseverance is actually working its way into character in your life and that character then is being turned into the hope that you thought you lost in the first place that you have that hope, that we have this reason to glory in our suffering. It's not something we put on our bumper stickers. It's not something we put on our fridge and we study every day that we could somehow rejoice in our suffering. Paul said in Corinthians, these light and momentary afflictions are nothing in light of the weight of eternity, the glory of eternity. And so we set our eyes not on the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. We set our hope on eternity. So I hope on the promise of God that he is returning. We have that hope in our life. and So God can even use a season of suffering, even use a season of pain to accomplish his purpose in your life. And listen to me closely. He did not cause it, but he can redeem it. He can use it for his glory. His purpose can still come to pass, even in seasons of waiting. He can work through seasons of waiting in our life just as much as he can work in any other season of life. Because sometimes we discount ourselves. Sometimes we count out God and we say, well, there's no way he could use me in this moment. But God can use you in seasons of waiting just as much as any other time. That he has a purpose for our lives. And listen to me, while it is beautiful what God can do inside of us in these seasons. And it's important that we have perseverance that turns into character. And we have it's important that we have hope. It's important that God can do things inside of us. Even more beautiful, I think, is what he can do through us. Because no matter the season, no matter what we feel and when we feel stuck, no matter what it feels like, there are always others that we can reach. Uh,
0: Sir, uh, sir. Uh, So we, have a situation, we, have a situation we have a situation upstairs.
3: Well, was going to have to win. Well, it's going to have to wait.
0: Well, have yeah. to this wait. won't wait. This won't wait. When the 912 right and the 912 and call 912 and the 912 and the left right left left right the 912 the 912 right right. and the 912 and the 912 right. and the 912 and the
1: 912 and
3: I, guy, have idea, I, idea, I have an idea, sir. His name is Mila Dragovich. He lives across the border lives from lives from you. The he may not speak exactly, not your, speak dialect exactly or whatever, your dialect but 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 or whatever, but, but I need you to translate. You to help help you. me out of the jam. Can
0: I help, help, help you? Help
3: because I don't want anybody to get hurt. I don't want anybody to get This guy's very upset. talk to him and calm him down, right? You
1: do that, and I'll let you back in return. I'll let you back in return. No, no, red
0: no, Green. Green. Okay. no, no, Okay. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. 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 no, 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 to no, 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 no,
1: Say somebody Sayan. to talk. Say it.
0: say Спокойно.
3: Okay. Okay. Tell him. Tell him, in order to export, order medicine, to export from, this country, from this country, he needs to have the proper He needs form. to have the to have to have medicinal license. Okay? You understand? Okay.
0: What
1: Вот такой можешь, короче, 72 ну держись, как греминет. Всё сам делай. Срежу, всё срежу, дрова русам. Понимаешь? Заболел 6 лет назад от выгуба. И не сиди Вот тут есть Canada. проект. Проект. вот, this one, this one to Canada. This one. matter. landed in the States. You need to have the right well i'm
3: saying it he needs to have a form signed sign by the local hospital, hospital. the local hospital, hospital. Father father. and a doctor in canada and a doctor yeah. these medicines oh. have to stay he in the united states now they have to stay here
0: i the he, he,
3: I know I can see this. I can see it. I can see, I can see, I can see
1: I'm
3: sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. They'll have to take a flight. They'll the have to morning. take a flight in the morning. The medicine stays here. The medicine stays here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Because, 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 God, uh, God. What? God, God. Uh, uh, uh,
0: medicine, uh, medicine. Is for God. Is for God. Goat. Goat? Yes, goat. Yes, yes. Medicine, is, yes, is, medicine. Is, is, is for God. Yeah,
1: yeah. God.
0: He said that. He said yes. that. Yes, yes. He he say, uh, say uh, we not understand, not I not I not understand.
3: <laughs> God. God. <laughs> Wait, what are you saying? You misunderstood him. You, you, you misunderstood, misunderstood it. him. That the medicine is not that the his onder- dying is father. father. No, no,
0: no. Krakosia. No. Uh, uh, no. Krakosia. The name for the a father. The name for a sounds Ads, like God.
1: It sounds like God. I make mistakes.
0: Mistakes.
3: Mistake. Oh, why are you doing this, Victor? Why are you doing this, Victor? Medicine is good. Uh, uh, no, it's not. No,
1: it's yes, no,
3: it's not. Yes, no, yes, no. Yes, no, yes, no. Yes, no, 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 no. You've been reading no. the immigration form. The the blue ones. The blue ones. Yep, blue. Yep, blue. 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 The blue form. Blue. The blue form. Blue. The one that says if it's an animal, he doesn't need the medicinal purchase license. You know it. No, then he can just bring the drugs in. in. very good. It's very good. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Huh? You don't know him. You don't know him. You don't know the rules. You don't know the rules. Look at me. Look at me. I was going to help you. I was going to help you. Now I want you to ask now him. To ask less, no. One last no, one last not, 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 not you. I want you to ask I him. Want you to ask I want you to ask I him. him I want to hear him say it. I want to hear him say I want to hear him say, who, him say who the medicine who is, is for. medicine is for. Please.
0: Please. Who the medicine who the medicine is for? Is, for. is it
3: Answer him, Mr. Milodragovich. Who are the pills for? Okay, the pills okay. stay, the pills he goes. stay, he goes. That's
1: it, that's it. Come on now, let's go. Take it come take on, come on.
0: It isn't for God, it isn't for God. It isn't for God, it isn't for God.
1: It isn't for God, it isn't for God.
3: Give him the pills,
1: give him the pills. love that God
2: <laughs> it's one of the most quoted movies at my house I could promise you. he says why are you doing this Victor why are you throwing away your chance at freedom you don't know this man you don't know the rules you don't know the thing you know one of the most overlooked things in our life in seasons of suffering One of the most overlooked things in our life in seasons of pain or seasons of waiting are the people God has still called us to reach. And it may sound insensitive, but that is the Christian life, that even in moments of suffering, God has still called us to reach people. That even in our moments of waiting, God has called us. God can do just as much in a season of waiting and a season of suffering in our lives as he can in any other season. That he has called us to reach people just as he has in any other season. But it's so easy to get our eyes off of others when we go through our own personal pain. It's natural. But as Christians, God has called us to something more. That he can use us to reach others. That he has called us to reach others. And listen to me closely, church. While you may be waiting, I promise you there are people that are waiting on you. I promise you there are people who need you. And even in moments of pain, even in moments of suffering, I know that it's hard, but God has called us maybe even more in those moments to reach out, to love others, to reach them. And God can use you right where you are. I think one of the questions or maybe one of the things we sometimes refuse to tell ourselves is maybe where I am is where God has me. Because he wants to use me to reach someone. That God can take whatever the mess is that I'm in and make it a message. That God can use me to reach others even in this moment. Even in a moment of waiting. Even in a season of life. That God can do just as much when we feel stuck. That God has us where he needs us. After nearly nine months, Victor is finally going to be free. The war in his country is over. His passport's legitimate again. But he realizes in order to leave the airport now. In order to go into New York City, the thing he has come to do, he needs one final signature from his old enemy, the airport commissioner. But it turns out that the airport commissioner has been promoted and he won't give it to Victor. In fact, he tells Victor he needs to go home. Or every person that Victor has met so far, every person that has helped him on his journey will be punished. And then he can either choose between getting on a plane or seeing all the friends that he's made in his nine months at the airport Fired or arrested, or worse.
3: Your ticket and your passport. It's time for you to go home.
1: I think I won't go New York City.
3: Don't make this difficult, Victor
1: and no more unacceptable.
3: I told you this is over. I go New York. Are you sure you want to do that? I go New York City. Now. Part of my job as field commissioner is to get rid of undesirables. And there are quite a few. Like this guy, Joe Mulroy, I think you know him. Joe's been here for about 20 years, but it turns out he's been running an after-hour poker game. Poor guy's going to lose his pension. And I think he has kids, too. Yep. And then there's Gupta Raha. He's a janitor. But as it turns out, he's wanted for assaulting a police officer back in India in 1979. I'll have to deport him. I will go home. I'm sorry, what did you say? I will go home. Leave them alone, I will go. Today? Yes. If you don't get on that plane, Victor, they're all gone. Yes, yes. Do you understand? Yes, yes. Okay, yes. good.
0: Good. goodbye. You try to fool us. You make us to think you would walk out those door that you'll fight with them. Why don't you fight? The war is so bad. Then go, get lost. Get lost. Go home and tell them you never make it. You come this close to America, but you don't have the courage to go from here to here. You are a coward. The plane time. You are a
3: coward. You are a coward. You make
0: me sick. What's wrong with you, man? Settle
2: down. There's something you should know.
3: position we're here that's
0: it secure the
1: door
0: hold it victor take it easy you see those doors those are the entry doors to new york city to the united states of america turn around It's snowing in the city, and uh, you' gonna need that.
1: <laughs> Good luck. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! No!
0: No! I'm gonna miss you. Try not to get stuck wherever you're going. Arrest Ken! There you go. 161 one, Lexington. Please take the Van Expressway to Quitzboro Bridge. It's faster than BQE. Where
1: are you from? Krakowia, Viktor Novorsky. I'm Goran, Albania. Oh, when you come to New York? Oof! Thursday.
2: A final thought for you as we close today. As we close the series, as we close this morning, and that is so many of us are stuck in seasons of waiting. So many of us are stuck in seasons of suffering or seasons of pain, and we wait. And I'm not going to pretend that I know what your season feels like. All of us walk a different path, but here is what I do know. And that is that waiting is not forever. That there is an end to the season, but in the midst of it, it's hard to see that. But if you didn't hear anything else this morning, hear this. And that is that the same God that walks with us in seasons of joy and mountaintops. And when the sun is shining is the same God that carries us in the valley and in the darkest moments. And in seasons of pain. The same God. And so today we're going to end a little bit differently. The team is going to play this song. And I'm just going to ask you if you feel stuck. If you feel like you're in a season of waiting or you feel you're going through a season of suffering or a season of sickness or a season of pain. If you feel stuck. We want to pray for you. And so in this moment, as we sing this song of worship, I just want to invite you, if you'd like to come up to the altars, they're open. And I just ask our small group leaders and our prayer team to pray for those that come up to the front. If you want to just stand at your seat and worship with us and sing this song, you can do that as well. And I ask those around you, give them their privacy, but maybe stretch your hand toward them and pray for those who stand. If you'd like to just sit and sing and worship with that, you can do that as well. But listen to me, there are so many of us who are tired. It has nothing to do with age. It has nothing to do with social status. It has nothing to do with what it looks like on the outside. You may look successful and you may look like you have it all, but there are so many of us who are tired. So we're going to lift up our church bodies this day. We're going to pray for one another. We're just going to have this moment that we have right now, an opportunity to let everything outside of here stay there. Everything that's weighing on us stay there, but a chance just to pray. And you may have grown tired of praying. You may grow tired of waiting. You may have grown tired of the holding pattern, but today we just want to lift each other, our brothers and our sisters. So as the team begins to sing, like I said, the altars are open. We'd love to pray for you. You can stand. We'd love to pray for you. You can stay seated. I'll pray over all of us as we close. Come on, right now, let's just worship. Let's just respond as the Lord leads us.
1: You have a plan for me. Even though I cannot always understand. Yeah. stronger for you overcame even here here you are still good even here here we'll exalt you lift up praises as I I should even here your power is greater I will choose to glorify the power This one for me is good. Well, let's just worship together. To glorify the power of your wisdom, though I live, although I die, your name is perfect, your name is healer, and you are good.
2: To pray with us this morning, Lord, we thank you that even here you are creator even in our moments of waiting in our moments of suffering lord even in moments where we feel tired you are the god that lifts us even in moments where we feel like we want to give up you are the god that sustains us in moments where we feel weak you are our strength you watch over us god and we thank you that even here you are still holy your plans are still good so right now i pray God, every every person in this church, God, every person who feels tired, every person who's come to the end of themselves, God, every person who's given everything and has no strength left, I pray over them, Lord, be their God. Be the God that lifts up our head. Be the God who walks with us in darkness. Be the God that shadows over us, Lord. Be the God of protection, the God of healing, the God of strength. We thank you. Even here, God, we pray, be with us. And Lord, above it all, we thank you for the hope that we have. We thank you for the grace that's been given us, for the mercy we've been shown. And God, we thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus Christ of eternity. Before we go today, I want to give one final opportunity. And that's if you're here and you say, it sounds great. I love the sound of grace and the sound of mercy and the sound of a God who loves us. But I have none of that. I want to give one final opportunity to you. And that is, I would want to invite you to follow Jesus not asking you to become part of a church. I'm not going to take you to a side room and try to do whatever it is. There's nothing like that. I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Him. To follow Jesus. And so right now, it'd be our honor to pray that prayer with you. But let me warn you, it's a prayer of surrender. And it's a prayer of dedication. And it's a prayer of sacrifice. But you can pray it right now. And so if that's you, if you say, I've never done that, or if you say, I've walked away from him and I want to come back, if that's you right now and you say, I want to dedicate my life to him, our church has dedicated ourselves to pray this with any person who wants to. And the Bible says that anyone who calls on the name of Jesus, including you, including me, anyone who calls on the name of Jesus can be saved. So right now, if that's you, you want to make that decision, say these words with us, say, Jesus, save me. Forgive me. I believe you died on a cross. I believe you rose again. And I make you Lord of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. And all God sure said amen and amen. Come on, can we celebrate?